Well, praise the Lord, everybody. How many like what you've already felt here tonight? Amen. You know, the Spirit of the Lord, you know, this could be for just anybody that never even walked in a church anywhere. There's just something about when you come into contact with the presence of the Lord. Nobody has to tell you. You know that something special is there. I'm so thankful for this church. You mean so much to me. And my pastor, I tell you, there, there's no doubt about it. God placed this man in my life. And uh, he's been a confidant. He's been a pastor. He's been a friend. We've been to many conferences in different places together. And uh, I tell you, one of the reasons that I love Brother Robbins, he's real. He's real. It doesn't matter where you go, who you with. You're just as important as anybody else, and he's a, he's a man of God. And uh, I love him and appreciate him, and he is my father in Christ. I love him to death. And Sister Robbins, you'll never know what a smile you put on this church's face when you came. And uh, we know that you put a smile on Brother Robbins' face, and uh, you didn't have to prove anything to us. Your place is here. We love and appreciate you, and thank you so much for what God is going to use you for here in this church. <clears throat> well, I will say this since I know you're standing, but that's okay. We, um, you know, all the ministers, I think, we're about as nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs when we look out and we see all these Bible quizzers. And a reason for that is if we, if we leave out one word or if we put one word in, they're going to catch it. But isn't it awesome, isn't it awesome that we've got a church that's got young people like this that's instead of being out in the world doing things like that, they're learning the Word of God and it's getting in their hearts and it's making an impact. There's no telling what God will do with these young people tonight. If you would turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 1, we're going to be reading verses 18 and 19. They've got it up on the screen, so we're going to begin in verse 18. I apologize to you. I can't see with my glasses, and I'm totally blind, I think, without them, so I'll probably be reading from there, here, and my notes, my hands are so shaky writing, I can't read my notes, so we're going to depend on God tonight. But verse, starting in verse 18, it says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot. Brother Robbins, would you pray tonight?
Amen, amen. You can be seated tonight. You know, there's a lot that I would, I would say in, the, in opening, but I want to get right into the word of the Lord because his spirit is still hovering over this place and he's got a word for somebody here. You know, when ministers or Brother Robbins asked some of us to preach, you know, I don't know how other people do it, but I've got my own thing, pray and seeking God and just, just feeling after a direction from the Lord. But you know, it's, it's so amazing, it's so amazing that when God gives you a word that it's just like Jeremiah said, it's like a fire shut up down in your bones and you cannot, you can't hold it in any longer. You just can't wait to deliver that word. And tonight, although I didn't know who, were gonna, who would be here in this service, I have faith in God that the word he's got is for somebody here. It's for all of us, but there's a special word, and I'll get to that in a minute. But tonight, when they begin to play and sing and praise and lead us in worship, I just wanted to start jumping up and shouting because, Brother Miller, I don't know how it is with you. You're, you're smooth. But when you hear from God... <laughs> When you hear from God, it really doesn't matter what anybody else says or thinks. You know that you're in the vein of the Spirit and you want to get that word out. I was laying in bed. It's been probably two or three weeks ago. Now, I know Brother Robbins has taken a poll here and he's had to tell different ones or tell everybody, you're going to have to take your crown off tonight or your halo and you're going to have to lay your wings. But... Uh, but we all know that, just like the Bible has said, all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of the Lord. That's for the one that has never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that's for those of us that have had it, whether it be a week, a month, a year, 50 years. It's just as good for one as it is for all. But a few weeks ago, I was laying in bed, and it was one of those mornings that I was just laying there. The alarm hadn't gone off, but I was laying there and I was just having a, a conversation with the Lord. I was talking to him and, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get down on myself and I, I'm like, you should have known better. You shouldn't have thought those thoughts or you shouldn't have done this or done that. And I was just, I was just praying and, and talking. And the Lord spoke to me as clearly as I'm speaking to you here tonight. And the words that he spoke to me are the title that I'm going to title this message tonight. I was going through all the things that I shouldn't have done, things that I did know better, but they didn't just turn out the way that I thought they should be. And the words that the Lord spoke to me was this, the blood is enough. And that's what I want to talk to us tonight about. The blood is enough. The blood of Jesus Christ, when he paid the cost at Calvary, he bought your redemption and he bought mine. The devil would like to us to reach under there and draw some things back out. But you know what? It doesn't matter what comes our way. The blood is still enough. It's still enough. You know, and I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that, you know, when we... When we uh, 
don't follow the prescribed course. I, I've told Brother Robbins and Brother Dillon, you know, each service that, that we get up, there's, a, there's an outline. And it's just like I said a week or two ago, my wife can send me to the store and chances are if I get two things off the list, I've done good. But it's the same thing with following the outline. I know it by heart now, but I'm going to mess something up before I sit down. I'm going to put one thing in front of the other. I've done that all my life. And you know what? Jesus Christ knew that before he went to the cross. He knew that there's going to be some that are not going to, that are not going to go down the numbers, but there's some that's just got some kind of mess up in them. And you know what? He went ahead and he died for you. He went ahead and he died for me. We are redeemed and the blood is still enough this Sunday night. The world is uh, the world is going crazy, but it needs to know the blood of Jesus Christ will redeem and it will set free. It will free you. It will free your mind. You will be free more than you've ever been in your life. Aren't you glad that God still takes? He still takes the mess ups. He t- he still takes those. They can't follow simple instructions. But you know what? The blood fixed all that. So if you're here tonight and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you've already been in a service where you felt the power and the presence of the living God. You know that something is different. Something has changed. It's just not like any other church on the street. But God is set down in this place tonight to speak to hearts, to speak to souls, and it goes back. I didn't know who you were, but God did. And he gave a word to let you know tonight that the blood is still enough. You know, when I was sitting down trying to get this message together, it was already together. I don't know, some of the other ministers may know what I'm talking about. Sometimes when you sit down and you got a thought and you'll go down that road for a little bit and before long you'll get to a point where like you're trying to push a string. You may push on it for a little while but eventually you'll know no, this is not what God wants. Well, this one was not like that. When God spoke, the blood is enough to me before daylight about three weeks ago. I thought the word was just for me. But as I began to read about the things that have been happening here the last two or three weeks, Brother Robbins has been teaching on prayer. He's been teaching on let's come back. Let's come back to prayer. Let's make it a priority in our lives. Let's begin to make it the number one thing in our lives and watch and see what God will do. We all know that God has been drawing He's been drawing us. But you know what? The main, I I could stand up here tonight and begin to talk to you about the cross. The real truth is not a single person in this room could fully understand the pain and the suffering of the cross. We've never, we've never even witnessed something like that. When we begin to think about the cross and, and the work that Jesus Christ did there, all we can do is we can imagine it in our mind. But we can never understand the real, the vision 
of Jesus Christ being beaten more and more than any other man. We can't, we can't understand that. We can't get to that picture in our minds. We've never seen anybody like that, much less somebody nailed to a cross. We can imagine it, but we can never fully understand the pain and the suffering that Jesus Christ went through to pay that redemption price that we can enjoy what we've enjoyed here tonight. The presence of Almighty God dealing with our hearts and minds, knowing that what's happening on outside of those doors, that's not the world we live in. We're no longer citizens of that world, but we are citizens of a heavenly, a heavenly home, a heavenly city, not made with hands. I get excited when I, when I begin to think and I talk about the blood of Jesus Christ. The other reason is this. There will be people here tonight. Maybe you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The best news is you can have it before you leave tonight because it's yours. It's already been paid for. The price has been paid. But the, the message that I have felt the message that I want to speak just for a few minutes here tonight. A lot of times when, when a minister gets up to minister, it's just like opening up his heart and exposing it to the world. A lot of times we preach from the heart, and maybe, maybe this is part of it. But I'm going to be very transparent tonight. I don't know, I know some of you will understand what I'm about to say. I hope that I'm not taken, uh, taken out of context. But there's things that happen during our walk with God that we can, we can get down. We can get down on ourselves. We can, we can uh, different things can happen. What do we all do? We all do the same thing. We put on a smile on our face. We continue on as if nothing is wrong. And all the time we're walking around, Brother Robin's like with a, with a hundred pound weight on our back. But we're smiling. And the reason we smile is we don't want anybody getting just too close. Because if somebody gets too close, there's going to time at that, there may come a time that you're not smiling enough, and they're going to pick up on something. So we we keep every, we start putting people at arm's length. The reason we do that is we really don't want them knowing what's going on in our life. We want to deal with the problem ourselves. And I don't know about you, but I can tell you about me. When I start dealing with problems, I start getting one of the first things is I start getting a different attitude. My attitude starts changing because after a while, that weight is heavy. My temperament seems to get a little bit shorter. I'm, I'm short with people. But it's something that I want to deal with myself. We all know that if we talk about it, then there's going to be feelings come out that we don't want to deal with, so we just keep it on the inside and we just let it go. But I'm so glad 
that that don't stop Jesus Christ from working a work. He can speak to you. The importance of being in church, he can speak to you during the worship service. He can speak to you during the altar call. He can speak to you while the word of God is going forth because his word said that it would not come back void. It'll be a word that you may be carrying that weight, but you lay down in the bed and and seem like sleep won't come and you lay there and you begin to contemplate on the word that God gave the, the minister. And it begins to minister to you and you say, I can go on. I can go on. I'll make it. And God will give you strength to continue to make it. But tonight, do I have liberty, brother? Tonight, I told you before, I did not know who would be in this service. But God knew. And I told you earlier tonight that we could talk about the cross and about the pain and suffering that Jesus Christ went through. And we could never get a real picture in our mind of how that is. But tonight, I'm just going to tell you what I know. I don't know who you are. I don't know how many of you they are. There could be one, there could be 10, there could be 20. But I have assurance from the Lord that there's somebody sitting in this sanctuary tonight that God has called you. I don't know what he's called you to do. But he's placed a calling on your life. He's placed an anointing on your life. And somehow or another, during the course of life, living life, we've gotten all tangled up. And it seems like we're so far away from God. But God sent me this message early that morning to remind you. He has not let you go. Your anointing is still there. Your anointing is there. He never removed it from you and he never will. The devil has caused you, the devil in the flesh has caused you to sit down. And the reason I'm saying this tonight is I feel like I was in that place. But you feel like a failure. You feel like you've you've let God down. And does anybody know what I'm talking about? When you sit down, when you sit down, it's a comfortable place in the beginning. But a comfortable place can become a very uncomfortable place. It started out as I just want to take a break. I, 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 just, I just need a break. And then you find that you've been sitting there longer than you really thought. And nobody had to tell you God's got a calling and an anointing on your life. But you've sat there for a while and the devil has whispered in your ears and he's told you you've gone too far. You've stayed too long, and why not just stay here for a while longer? You know the truth. You know the truth, and that's all that matters. Before you die, you've got plenty of time. You may be young, but can I tell us tonight that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. The blood is still enough. I don't care where you are. I don't care what you've done. I don't care. It does not matter. The blood is still enough. You just need to get up, get up and get back. All it takes is a trip to the altar. 
You can come and pour your heart out to a merciful God because he's still in the forgiving business. He said, my blood, my blood is enough. You don't need anything else. You just need to confess, get up, and move forward. You already know what to do. You already know everything, but the adversary has come and he's whispered in your ear. I'm here tonight just to remind you, the devil is a liar and he is the father of it and he's good at what he does. He's a con artist. He's a snake oil salesman at best, but he is good at what he does. Simply because we mess up, we, we stay in that place for a little while and, and we begin to get down on ourselves. Can I tell you tonight that God is still God of the mess-ups? He's still God of the mess-ups. His mercy that Brother Robbins preached this morning, it's everlasting. It's still reaching. You can't outrun. You cannot outrun the mercy of God. His long arm will reach you. It'll take sleep from your eyes. It'll put a burning and a longing in your heart because you'll never find the peace and the joy that you had living for God. The blood is still enough. You know, one of my, I love characters out of the Bible that's mess-ups. I love mess-ups. I can't help it. Maybe it's because I identify with them. I, I love, I love Abraham, man of faith. But I can't identify with him all the time, Brother Robbins. He's a great man of faith, but I can't identify with him because sometimes I have to think, man, I wish I had that kind of faith. I really can't identify with Isaac. But you know who I can identify? I identify with Jacob. Jacob was a mess up. He was a mess. And you know what? He didn't care. See, I can identify with that. Uh, we, we could sit down and have a conversation sometimes. One that I really, really like is Peter. Now, I, I, I can see Peter. He was bold and he was boisterous. I, I just envisioned in my mind that in the right place and the right circumstances, if you said the wrong thing or done the wrong thing, well, Peter, you would have him to fight. I can identify with that. You know, I wish I could stand up here and tell you that I've never had those feelings since I got the Holy Ghost. But you know what I can stand up here and tell you is the times that I have felt so distanced from God, that feeling of wanting to scrap and come upside somebody's head is right there under the skin. That's why we've got to recognize the prayer. We've got to keep our hearts before God. We've got to remain in the, we've got to remain in prayer. We can't allow things to get cold and our spirits to get indifferent, but we've got to stay close to God because the old man is right behind us. He's waiting for any opportunity that he can stick his old head up and rob you. And when he does, when we fall for the tricks of the adversary, he's very quick to run up and whisper in your ear, see, I told you so. I told you so. You know, I told you so. I know it may be a little bit off color, but I'm going to tell it anyway. I heard it from my pastor. It's been a while ago. I, I, I'll tell my version of it because I can't remember it all. <clears throat> but Brother Robbins told this story, so I'm going to tell it. 
There was a man one time that had a talking parrot and he kept it in his store. And it was a shop and people would come in and the parrot would talk. And one day this man and woman, husband and wife came in and they were in the shop and I guess the man walked over to the parrot and the parrot began to talk to the old man. And he said, uh, hey, your wife is ugly and she's fat too. And the old man went to the store owner and he told him, he said, man said, your parrot has greatly offended me. He's greatly offended me. And the store owner went to the, went to the parrot and began to talk to him and tell him, buddy, this is the last time this is going to happen. If this ever happens again, we're going to make soup out of you and that'll be the end of it. Well, the old man was still, he was still kind of perturbed about what the parrot had said about his wife. And he heard what the store owner said to the, to the parrot. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to go back tomorrow. I'm going to get even with that parrot because he's going to say something smart. He went back the next day and he walked over to where the parrot was and he, he, he made a, a, a statement. He says, uh, you ain't got nothing to say today? And the old parrot just looked up at him and said, you know. <laughs> you know. You know what? We all, when the devil comes and he begins to speak and whisper in her ear, we need to tell him. You know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not telling you to have a conversation with the devil you don't have to have a conversation with him to remind him. You know what? I know I might be in a mess. I know that it ain't going my way today. But you know what? The blood still works. And you know. You know what's going to happen. You know what your end is going to be. But my end, I'm going to dance on the streets of gold. Because I'm going to keep my heart and I'm going to keep my mind before the Lord. Oh, you may, you may have gotten my attention, but you know what? I refuse to turn around and go back. Just like there are people in this sanctuary tonight. Don't give up on the ministry God has called you to. Don't give up. You may, you may feel like I didn't win today. Well, what? I tell you what, get up and have your prayer meeting with the Lord in the morning and let him start your day out. I guarantee you it will be different tomorrow. I read a story. It's been some time ago. But I read a story that kind of speaks to some things that we run into in life. It was back in 1929, there was a man by the name of George Wilson. George robbed and killed a postal worker. He was caught and he was, he was, sentenced, he was found guilty and he was sentenced to death. Evidently, George had some pretty influential people in his life because the appeal started. And these appeals went all the way to the president. The president actually signed a pardon for Mr. George Wilson. He signed a pardon that he would not have to die. 
Well, when they came to Mr. Wilson to give him the pardon, Mr. Wilson's reply was, I don't want it. Well, at first everybody thought, well, you've got to be, you've got to be mentally ill. Who in their right mind would, would turn down a presidential pardon? Do you not understand? Do you not understand that you would not have to die? All you've got to do is receive it. Mr. Wilson refused it. Well, because he refused the pardon, it had to go all through the court system. And every court, they didn't know what to do with it, so they kept kicking it out, kicking it up. It finally made it all the way. Finally made it all the way to the Supreme Court. And I'm going to read you what Supreme Court Chief Justice Marshall ruled. He ruled and said, a pardon rejected is no pardon at all. A pardon is a deed to the validity of which delivery is essential. And delivery is not complete without acceptance. It may then be rejected by the person to whom it is tendered. And if it is, and if it is rejected, we have discovered no power in this court to enforce it upon him. Jesus Christ paid the ultimate sacrifice. He paid the ultimate sacrifice that you and I have a choice in the matter. We don't have to die and go to hell. Hell was not a place that was made for us, but it was made for Satan and the fallen angels. But I read in the word of God, Brother Brother Miller, where hell has enlarged herself. Why? Because they're making room. Hell has a building project going on right now. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We need to get the word out to everybody. We need to wake up and do what the great commandment has commanded us to do. These young children that were up here tonight, they're on fire. They've got a passion and a zeal to spread the word. I pray God opens up a door for each and every single one of you, wherever it may be. Don't be afraid, but allow your voice to be heard. God can work in a little body just like he can a big body. It doesn't matter. You don't have to have the right name and the right uh, whatever behind your name. God still uses the last dance. He still uses the last dance to carry his word and allow his message to be broadcast. Everybody deserves an opportunity to be saved. I told you before that there's there will be I'm I'm under the assurance that there's people sitting under the sound of my voice right now that you have a calling on your life, but the adversary he's just tripped you up somewhere along the line, and he's began to make you doubt. He has gotten in your head and whatever you think but I'm here tonight to remind you it's a service just like tonight when from the very beginning from the very beginning 
God was trying to carry us in a vein of the Spirit right to a point. It's not just a normal, I don't know if you recognize it yet or not, but it's not just a normal Sunday night service. It's for sure not because I'm up here ministering. But God wants to do a work here tonight. You know, we, one of the things that we need to do is get out of the church mentality. The church is outside these walls. We come here to worship and praise God. We come here to get instruction. We come here to get, to get our, our spirits charged up. And, and this is where we are fed at. But sometimes God has something special that he wants to do in a service. You know, and when, I, when, when I began to think about all the things that, that has transpired, all the things that God wants to do. I'll just be honest with you. The older that I've got, I, you, you know, I've said it many, many times, but I thought, Brother Stanley, when you, get, when you get old, when you get old, I like comfort. My grandkids say, I'm a big marshmallow. Hey, that's fine. I don't care. I ain't got nothing to prove. Give me another little Debbie snack cake. I'm fine with that. I ain't got a problem with it. You know, but the, but the problem is, is we can get that in our spirits. How many of you know a little Debbie snack cake will put a little bit of fat on you? Well, I can tell you this, being complacent, being at ease can put fat on your spirit. But God's here tonight not to talk negative, but he's here tonight to remind you that the blood is enough. It don't matter. It don't matter how long that you feel like you've been cold. It don't matter what the devil has told you. Just a trip to the altar and an open heart. God can deal with that. God can deal with that to be genuine and sincere. You know, I hope and pray that I've said something that's an encouragement to somebody. But I'd ask you tonight to bow your head with me and close your eyes. Get in that place where it's just nobody around but just you and God. For it's in that place that all distractions are eliminated. It's in that special place where it's nobody there but you and God and you could be within a thousand people. But that's where God wants us at tonight because he wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to you and remind you, I've never left you. I never will. All you've got to do is look through the word of God. Can you find one place can you find one story? Can you find one incident that you were ever alone? I may have seemed a thousand miles away from you, but I was right there behind you. I was with you all alone. I've been reaching for you for a long time, and you know that. But tonight I'm reaching for you, and it's time for you to come home. It's time for you to fully understand my power and my glory. I allow you to feel my presence and you know that I'm still real and I'm still calling for you. How far will you run, my son? How far will you run, my daughter? 
I've sent my servants and I've allowed you to feel my presence. You know I speak the truth. I draw your heart tonight. Can tonight be your night to rejoin? You know the peace and the joy that you once had and you long for that peace and joy to return. You've tried so many different things, but nothing has filled you. The void is there. Would you come? Would you come and surrender to me? I hear God speaking that tonight. 